0: Where my handle is at Turkey Hitman, and I will be sure to follow you back. And now for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to Episode seventy-nine, Tag Team Turkey Hunting. And I am your host who went from dry to wet in the turkey woods in a hurry. In fact, from dry to drenched in a hurry. But before I get into all that, we are three days, one hour, 23 minutes and 51 seconds away from the end of spring turkey season in Alabama. Three days. And I'm gonna have mixed emotions about this one, I can tell you, I am flat worn out, exhausted from turkey hunting this season but at the same time, have had a blast. So, before I get into today's show, I want to read you guys a review. This review is on iTunes, and it was written by C.J. Perry 2, and he says, Five stars. Great turkey hunting podcast. Love the podcast. The podcast is getting me pumped up for the California turkey hunting season. Thanks, Andy. Kurt. Kurt, thank you very much for taking time to leave a review on iTunes, it is much appreciated. And as I tell you guys in every episode, if you'll take the time to leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio or Player FM or even Google Play Music, where we can also be found now, then you're gonna help other people decide whether or not they wanna listen to the show. So if you're getting some useful information from the show, help the show out a little bit, and share some love on these podcast players by leaving a review. Okay, so I mentioned to you when I opened the show that I'm coming off one of the best weekends of turkey hunting that I have had in years. I got to be an active participant in the demise of three long-bearded eastern wild turkeys over a two-day period of time. So I went on one of my annual trips with my hunting buddies, which we call the trip around the world. And what is interesting about this trip is that it is not really a trip around the world or the country or even the southeast. I think it's a little bit of a stretch to even call it a trip around the state of Alabama because we're pretty well committed to the central western part of the state. But for those of you who don't know, here's how the trip earned its name. A few years ago, my friend Chip called me and he said, Hey, why don't we go to your hunting club? And stay down there and hunt for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday morning and make it a very long weekend. And he said, we'll just, me and you, and he said, we'll invite a couple of other people to go. We'll have four people down there, five people, something like that, and we'll just have a good time. So we did that. When we arrived at my hunting camp on Thursday, we were the only ones there. And we hunted Friday morning. And then one of the other members showed up. Well, remember, I've got three guests with me. And it's not very fair for me to have three guests at the hunting camp. So we made a decision to load up and head to another buddy's hunting camp. And we got there and we hunted for a day. And we made the decision after that day to load up and head to another one of the guy's hunting camps. And we hunted there for a day and then we made the short drive to the fourth guy's hunting camp and we hunted there for the morning. So, over the course of three and a half days, we covered four different hunting camps and that's why we started calling this the trip around the world. Well, after we had such a good time the first year, we've made this an annual affair where we travel from hunting camp to hunting camp to hunting camp over four days to hunt turkeys. And there have been as many as five or six people on this trip in the years past. But this year there were only three of us. And we hunted only two hunting camps because my buddy Todd and my buddy Eric are members of the same hunting camp. Well, through all of the hunts that we had this weekend, the idea for this show came to me while we were hunting together. So Thursday and then Friday morning, the three of us hunted together. But we never even had the opportunity to sit down on a bird. There were turkeys gobbling, but they were over on the neighbor's property, so we couldn't get to them, and we couldn't call them to us, so we never sat down on a bird. We did get a lot of walking in, which is always a good thing. Then Saturday and Sunday morning, I partnered up with my buddy Todd at his hunting camp to help him tag his first bird of the season. Todd has been focused on helping other people get birds so far this season, and he had not killed one yet. He was able to get his brother-in-law his first turkey, Ever this year so that was pretty cool but that's what Todd has been doing most weekends over turkey season so even though Todd had not killed a bird yet we changed that Saturday morning around 9 thirty after we called in two nice longbeards away from two hens yep you heard me right there were two of us hunting and we called two longbeards away from two hens and watched them walk two hundred yards towards us and we only killed one of those birds. Now I'll be telling the whole story of that hunt on my new podcast called Spurred in a few weeks and I'll tell you how you can hear that story in the audio from that hunt and all of my other hunts from this season in a few minutes. So after an awesome Saturday morning hunt, Todd and I laid the hammer down on two longbeards Sunday morning on a hunt unlike anything I have ever experienced before in my life. The Sunday morning hunt was a roller coaster ride of highs and lows, with several shots being fired and a charging wild turkey as the star of the show. And he was some kind of a star too, let me tell you. That turkey had a ten and three quarter inch beard and one and a half inch spurs. He was a monster. And, yep, you guessed it, you can hear the remarkable story of Sunday Morning's Hunt on Spurred as well. Speaking of Spurred, I'm about 99% sure that I have the content distribution issue with Spurred solved. And I believe I'll be posting the first episode of that new podcast soon. So if you want to ride along and be a part of all of my hunts this season and hear about the unbelievably awesome hunts from this past weekend, then text the word SPURRED to the number 44222. That's S-P-U-R-R-E-D to the number 44222. As soon as I have all of the information on how you can get SPURRED, I will send that to you, and you'll be able to pick it up when the first show is posted. Okay, so now back to the idea for today's show while I was hunting with Todd and Eric, the idea of doing a show on partnering up on turkeys came to mind. And now one of our Turkey Hunter podcast family members, Brent Rogers, actually wrote a very nice guest blog post about this very topic. And you can find that blog post on www.imturkeyhunting.com And then searching for Brent Rogers, B-R-E-N-T-R-O-G-E-R-S. Now in the blog post, Brent talks in great detail about some really good memories that he has from hunting with friends and family. And I encourage you guys to read that blog post. But in this episode, I want to talk about the benefits that two hunters have together over one hunter. And how hunting with a buddy can help to put more turkeys in the back of your vest. So, let's get into this. Now, the first turkey hunting tag team advantage that you can gain over a solo hunt is that some days you just can't make a turkey gobble when you're calling, no matter what you do. I know there are days when I go into the woods and I cannot make a turkey gobble for anything. And oftentimes, on those days when you can't make a turkey gobble, your hunting buddy can. And some days it works the other way. Your hunting buddy can't make a turkey gobble to save his life, but you can do it. So having a hunting buddy who has a different calling style, different turkey calls, and a different sound can be the difference in having a hunt while running and gunning or not. And this is something that you usually can't achieve by just changing calls. You know how when you're walking through the woods running and gunning, you're hunting alone, you take out a call, you run that call, nothing responds, you put that call up, you get another call out, you run it, nothing responds, you put that call up and get another call out, you run it, nothing responds, and usually you pack up and move on to the next spot and try all over again. Well, no matter how hard you try to make those three calls different, they have different sounds but they still have the same cadence. They still have the same tone to them. They still have a lot of times the same calling routine. Five Yelps, two Clucks, three Yelps, three Clucks, seven Yelps. And so I often catch myself doing this as well. I'll be running a call. I'll put that call up, pick up a different call, and I'll run the same series of calls that I did on the first call on the second one. So the calling sounds identical except for the sound of the call. Having a hunting partner call in addition to you calling is going to bring different cadence, a different series, and make that calling sound completely different than yours because it is. And A lot of times that's all you need to spark a gobble out of a turkey, especially a turkey that you've been hunting over and over and over again. All right, so another tag team advantage that you can gain over a wary tom is sounding like multiple hens at the same time. So if I'm running a diaphragm call and a pot and peg call while I'm hunting solo, then I can sound like two hens running through the woods together and calling. I can run those two calls at the same time and say different things with them. So I can be clucking with my diaphragm call at the same time I'm running a yelp on my pot and peg call and I'll sound like two different hens. And in a gobbler's mind, two hens are always better than one. However, if you're hunting with a partner, you both can effectively sound like four hens calling at the same time. And if two hens are better than one, then my Alabama math tells me that four hens are better than two. Sometimes this extra calling and excitement can bring that long beard right on into the gun barrel. One other tactic to try on a hung up bird when hunting with a partner is to sound like two hens fighting by slowly working the aggressiveness of your calls up to a fever pitch and then throwing in some fighting purrs to sound like the tom has two hens fighting for his affection there are just not too many male animals that don't enjoy watching a good fight especially when they think the fight is over them all right another tag team calling tactic is to have a shooter and a caller designated before your hunt begins. So the shooter will set up in the best position possible to get a shot at the tom from the direction he thinks that the tom will approach. And as soon as the shooter gets set up and is ready for the caller to call, if the shooter will whistle for the caller to begin the calling, then the caller will begin to call and wander around in the woods anywhere from 20 to 50 yards behind the shooter. Now, this movement by the caller will add a level of realism that just can't be achieved when hunting solo. The caller's walking in the leaves and the changing direction of the sound of the call sounds so much like a live hen, walking, feeding, and calling in the woods that an old tom often just can't resist himself. All right, so a word of caution though about using this strategy. The caller should take extra care to keep the shooter between him and the gobbler because a gobbler will often circle the shooter's setup or the caller will wander too far to the left or right of the shooter and the gobbler will skirt the shooter. And if this happens, the caller oftentimes wants to become the shooter, but, and this is a big but, doing that can be a setup or a hunting disaster. So when you guys are doing this, please be sure that you know where your hunting partner is before you even think about taking a shot or be safe and smart and don't shoot. To help ensure a safe hunt, the caller should always be the caller and he or she should stay behind the shooter. Now a good way for the caller to remain safe using this strategy is to stand behind a tree when he's not walking and calling. All right, so a similar tag team calling tactic to the one I just gave you, is for the caller to walk away from the shooter and the gobbler while calling, rather than to just wander around in the woods behind the shooter while calling. Giving a gobbler the impression that the hen he's been talking to for the past little while is leaving is oftentimes enough to fill a tag. Okay, one more effective tag team calling tactic is to have the shooter sit 20 to 40 yards in front of the caller. Now in this strategy both the caller and the shooter are sitting. The shooter is going to be 20 to 40 yards in front of the caller and this works very well because you guys already know a gobbler will often hang up when he gets 75 to 80 yards from where he thinks that hen has been calling from. And you just can't seem to do anything to get him to close the distance and get within range. Now, I've often said that I believe that most hens and gobblers have an unwritten rule. Maybe because turkeys can't write. But the rule is that they will often try to meet somewhere fairly close to the middle distance between where the gobbler first heard the hen and where the hen first heard the gobbler. And using this strategy of putting the shooter in front of the collar will many times put the shooter in an ideal setup spot. The gobbler will walk into that area looking in the direction of the collar, hang up 75 to 80 yards away from the collar, and the shooter will be waiting about halfway between them in ambush. Now again, please be safe any time. When you're hunting with a partner and you've got a shooter and a caller and you separate from one another in the woods. And if you'll recall from my interview with Josh Carney, this is exactly how Josh was shot. Josh's dad was sitting about 25 yards behind Josh and the turkey they were calling to walked between Josh and his dad. His dad fired a shot at the turkey and the shot hit Josh causing him to be paralyzed from the waist down. I know that is something that none of you guys want to happen. Now, another advantage to having a hunting partner in the woods with you is one of you guys can run the video camera while the other shoots, and you can capture that hunt on camera and have a memory that'll last a lifetime, all right? Now, here's an additional advantage to tag team turkey hunting, and that is that early season and late season hunts can oftentimes lead to groups of toms being called in together. So two or more birds coming into your calling, and that can sometimes lead to a double kill. And taking a double with a hunting buddy is something that neither you or your hunting partner will forget. Now, hunting with a partner is not always a perfect strategy for feeling attacked. And it is not without its pitfalls either. So here's some negatives to hunting with a partner. Number one, it can be unsafe at times, just like I mentioned earlier. Just remember that when you're hunting with a partner, if you have any question or any doubt at all about where your partner is sitting, then do not shoot. A field tag is not worth a lifetime of regret. Number two, two times the hunters means two times the noise and two times the movement in the woods. So having a hunting partner who is just as ninja-like in the woods as you are is important in your success and probably important to keeping your friendship intact as well. I know I've hunted with some people before that couldn't sit still and I wanted to tie them up and just leave them in the woods. Number three, you may find it impossible to lie about missing a gobbler when it happens. And it will happen. I have missed turkeys in front of hunting buddies before. And I've had buddies miss turkeys in front of me as well. It happens. Remember that. But just remember that it is the hunt that makes the trophy. And unfortunately, after some hunts, your trophy is the story of a miss. And the knowledge that that miss will likely haunt you as long as your hunting partner is around. So, to avoid that from happening, aim straight, keep cheek on the butt of the gun, and shoot them right in the face. All right, that is all that I have for you guys today. I hope you've enjoyed the show. And just like always, please help me with four little things. Number one, like, forward, and share the show on social media. Some of you guys are doing that and doing it regularly, and I greatly appreciate that. Number two, subscribe to the show on your podcast player. Subscribing to the show will not cost you any money and you'll be notified as soon as a new episode is uploaded. Number three, tell a friend and a hunting buddy about the show. Number four, be sure to tune in next week for another great episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. I know that you have choices. I appreciate you spending your time with us. I hope you have a wonderful week, and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Safe hunting, and goodbye. Thanks for tuning in.